This week on the Bamcast, Uncle Jesse succumbs to his vanity and gets himself a big old kiss. What Stargrove? We're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, hey, Bamcast. Bamcast. Episode 101. Ooh, 101. Nintendo 101. It's the uh-huh. same, backwards and forwards. Yes. We're going to teach you everything we know in this, this oh, episode. Oh, hi, episode 101. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is... I'm, I'm out of Uh-oh. fucking puns. <laughs> this movie is scrambling my brain. I can't do it. We uh, we go ahead and we watch a bad movie, and then we come in here and talk about it for about half an hour or so. Then we we it. swing hmm? up to a... Uh, I don't know. No, I, yeah, no. My, this movie broke yeah, our brains. Stargrove. <laughs> Stargrove. Uh, we Stargrove a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Stargrove's the Stargrove. Well, it's just become the new Smurf. Uh-huh. Uh, if it, then we go ahead and rate the movie that we we talk about, and it gets one to five jocks if it's a good, bad movie, and enjoyable, bad movie after Robot Jocks, Yay. or it gets Ooh. one to five bags and a negative sense as in douchebags after Twilight. <laughs> so this uh, this movie came to us recommended by Josh. Uh, you may have heard the voicemail a couple episodes back. Yeah, it's nineteen eighty six. It's never too young to die. Never too young, or as it's known in France, <laughs> Starcross. Oh, that's the name in France. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is yeah. kind never of a much young. better title. It's hard to pick one. I yeah. I like them both. That's true. Never well, too young to Stargrove. Stargrove colon never, never too, too young, young to die. die. That, that way you're setting up a legacy. <laughs> yes. Start of the franchise. Yes, right there. Yep. Yes, it's like that illustrious Remo Williams sequel we never got. Right. Because yeah. the, the adventure began and then it ended. Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's get a plot summary and then we can go crazy about this one. Okay. A secret agent is murdered and his son, a high school gymnast, teams up with a spy to catch the man who killed him. That's it. One wow. sentence. Short, and, Short sweet. and sweet. Yep. Accurate. Stargrove. They left out a few, <laughs> left out a few details. That's nah. that's really all you need. Okay. Well, the, most of the details were presented to us in the voicemail, but yes, yeah, what we I thought he was a college student. No, uh, I think it was high school. Yeah. Living in a dorm. Oh yeah, he was living what? in a dorm. I, I didn't get it's the impression school. they were in a. Were they? Yeah, was it they oh, were. boarding school. Oh, maybe. Even though the door school. to their room was like wide open, the door to a classroom. It looked like that's what yeah. it seemed like because like the professor came in and yeah, had a window know. on it. It was weird. Okay, who knows? Prep yeah. school. Either way, it was a school. John Stamos, Jim Cotta, yeah, Stargrove, Stargrove Cotta, who we learn his name through the opening credits. Yes. Because Where he has his own theme song. We realize quite literally the song is telling us exactly what's about to happen. It's a literal. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to kick a lot of ass. Stargrove. <laughs> but not until the second half. Stargrove. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, there's this montage of gymnastic shenanigans. And a <laughs> lot of gymnastics. Yeah. Gymnanigans. Yeah. Too much gymnastics. It's a new, it's a new category gymnastics in the Olympics. Gymnastics was gymnanigans. so popular gymnanigans. in the mid-80s. Oh, God. Mary Lou Retton. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, that short little bitch. Whoa. <laughs> Man. She is a sweet little lady. Yeah. How old is she now? <laughs> she's probably she's like 50 something. Yeah. She's like, why? She's, she's a, probably like 40. She was like 12 like, when she won a gold medal. That was yeah, so she, long ago. That was so long ago. She's dead now. Yeah. yeah. She's, she, well, she was a sweet little lady. Then. Yeah. <laughs> What's your problem with Mary Lou Retton? Because she started all the gymnastics bullshit. No, she didn't. <laughs> she won for there were No gymnastics existed. She won Mary. for... Why are you giving me the mom voice, Chuck? <laughs> she won for America, I you know son of a she bitch. Won for I'm America. sorry. When it comes to Mary Lou Retton, I switch into mommy voice. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> okay. to Mary Lou Retton yeah, okay. and the American people. So anyway... Okay, thank you. 
<laughs> we we, we get a now. gymnastics montage yep. over the song Stark Grove. Yes, which tells us everything we need to know about mm. the main character. Run into the danger zone. Stark Grove. We're just going to do this whole episode. <laughs> yep. Oh, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And from there. So his Stargrove. Yeah, Stargrove. Stargrove. His dad is George Lazenby. Mm-hmm. George Lazenby. Yeah, who <laughs> the worst bond of them all. Is a super spy, I guess. And he's on a mission in a damn Cuz he was so good at being a super spy. He's on a damn mission. Yeah. To do something. It's some, never even they, clear he's on a damn happening. mission to do some he's damage. He's just on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is He's trying to get the mission completed in time to go to visiting parents' day at his son's school so we can see him do gymnastics. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we have skipped the cold open, which introduced us to Gene Simmons. (laughs) Because this movie starts, like, literally right away with the story. It starts with the scene from uh, Spies... Or not Spies Like Us, uh, fucking Dragnet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where they're they're in a... Pagan pit. Pagan pit, yeah. It's like a... I don't know, an auditorium of some sort, and they're just going fucking crazy. An abandoned reservoir yeah. or something. And they're all, it just. It, it, if you didn't know this movie was taking place modern day, you would think it was a post apocalyptic movie because sure. all the punks in this movie are wearing like fur fucking and mad skulls. Max. They're all fucking yeah. Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. For no reason. Right. Whatsoever. And Gene Simmons is a transvestite rock star. Hermaphrodite. He's a hermaphrodite. hermaphrodite. They make this very clear. Well. He is He's, half man, half woman. Yeah, but all Gene Simmons. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he uh he's looking for a disc, the Ram K. He's looking to get a Ram K disc. Yeah. Cuz apparently he Ram just like K. looked on a Tandy color computer and saw the button that says 4K RAM and the screenwriter was like, "Ram K, that's the name of the secret thing we need." Oh god. <laughs> and this fucking disc. Yeah. So they will shut up about the damn no. disc. They need the disc because the disc has something on it, it. It is a damn disc that will let why them. They need it. They will blow up the dam and pollute. They will the pollute all the water California with California water waste. supply that will contaminate I don't think it, even it. Blows it up. I think it just it's like lets the valve it control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It lets in the goo that will contaminate the water, which forever. is apparently sitting up in some kind of canyon. Like, why is it all there? Yeah, it's just waiting there. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, none Toxic of it makes waste. sense. No, the plot makes no none sense. None of it makes okay. sense. Anyway, George Lazenby's on a mission to do something and get shot a lot, mm-hmm. and then he's okay, but then he gets shot some more. Yeah, he gets betrayed by one of his dudes. Yeah. The <laughs> other dude, The other dude, he wakes up and he's like, we gotta get out of here. After he gets shot in the leg three times, and yeah. all that does is he kind of drags his foot a tiny bit. Right. And I it just, might be the wrong foot. Yeah, but then there's a very dark, confusing chase through the damn area. and The what? whole damn place. Mm-hmm. Yes, the whole damn well, the first, place. Other than the high school gymnastics bit, the first 20 minutes of this movie is really dark. I mean, granted, yeah. we are watching a VHS rip type thing. You know, mm-hmm. this does not exist on any modern day no. whatevers. For whatever reason. Yeah. I am positive Gene Simmons owns all copies of he this movie. He probably does. He so. has the rights, and he's making sure that it never gets distributed anywhere ever. Possibly. Maybe. But Stamos we'll get too. to that. But yeah, it's dark, and George Lazenby has like a bulletproof umbrella. That he thwarts oh God, some punks it. with, yeah. That's a fucking bulletproof umbrella. He does. <laughs> Why? I don't know. How does that even happen? See, I don't remember everything that happened because we were too busy just narrating and everything singing. they were doing and then singing Star <laughs> Grove right. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so... Gonna plant some C4 here. Star <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to blow a hole in something to get to something else and that goes wrong and then... 
whatever. Anyway, it's George all, Lazenby it's ends up excuse. dead. Yeah. <laughs> he For ends Gene up Simmons dead. to show up and kill George Lazenby. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's dead. And his son, John Stamos... Inherits his farm and... Right. He inherits a piece of property. And his vanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes out to check out the farm that he's inherited. And he wanders into a giant muscle dude trying to kill vanity mm-hmm. who apparently hangs out at the farm and is one angry Which, well, he saw rider. her he saw her briefly at the funeral right mm-hmm. she was just over there crying and he was like who's that okay yeah she's gone just another one of my dad's bitches yeah <laughs> my dad has bitches everywhere so stamos just wanders into a barn murder is happening and then a candle gets knocked over by bullets and immediately vanity's like get out it's gonna blow <laughs> and, the, and the camera cuts the to a box out, of grenades <laughs> next to the fire so they run out of the barn, and it explodes, and... It's a decent explosion out of the barn. Yeah, it's all right. They, yeah, they blew up a barn. Yeah. And then yeah. she spends the Some next scene... at the camera. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and then she... And then apparently this just means, like, the guys who were there left. I think they got... Well, the one guy got blown up. The other one just got up and left. Sure. And yeah. they didn't bother chasing him down or anything. They are just like, all right, well... Yeah, because the one... Go back ran inside. out the door. The one muscle dude is the most memorable looking... I mean, it's remarkable in a movie with Gene Simmons as a hermaphrodite that this other guy... Is yeah. the most memorable looking guy because <laughs> he's got like six foot high hair tied and off with and a, a headband. Build. Yeah, and he's always flexing even when he's being threatened. <laughs> and he's been in one movie. Aw, yeah. Pyramid. Pyramid. That's it. <laughs> yep. His name is Pyramid. Everyone in this movie has wrestler names. Yeah. You got like Stargrove. Sounds like you could be a wrestler. Right. Ladies and Gene gentlemen, Simmons. Lance Stargrove. <laughs> yeah. Gene Simmons is Ragnar. Yeah. Velvet Von Ragnar. Velvet Von Ragnar. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally. That is a. Fucking and then there's Danja Deering or Danja Deering. Yeah. yeah. Vanity's character. Except Why Cliff. they don't call her Danja? Danja? Well, I think that's probably what they were going with. But, yeah. they, but they kept calling her Danja. Danja. Like, come Danja. On. Yeah, come on, say Danja. Danja. We're Danja. in. We're in <laughs> and one point, Stamos is in Danja. Oh. Yeah. But. So she explains she's a super spy and. That, like, his dad was, like, her mentor? Something like that. And Stamos is like, nah, you were his whore. Yeah, Yeah, Stamos is in full, like... If you can think of, like, James Franco in Spider-Man 2, where Mm -hmm. he's just like, my dad's dead. I hate everybody. (laughs) Yeah. It's that same thing. Oh, he was more pissed about owning a barn. (laughs) He was, like, really mad that just, like, He thought he inherited better stuff. Yeah, he got a barn. And then he blew it up. Yeah. (laughs) Literally in two seconds. And I love this, but the thing is that scene, he just kind of jumps out of the way when they're in the, when they're getting attacked in the barn, mm-hmm. the horse runs at him. He jumps out of the way. Right. She goes, Oh my God, the place is going to blow up. Get out. Mm-hmm. And then like in the house, she's like, I saw flashes of your father there. And I'm like, what was your father a fucking coward? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who did nothing. He was awesome at diving out of way of horses. Yeah. He was awesome at avoiding explosions mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. but she she establishes that hey you should you, wait you, wait a there's a bit of your explosion fa- yeah, yeah there's a bit of your father in you yeah. somehow right. in sort that of. you didn't die at that point then she goes outside and meets up with her contact who just is this dude that pulls up and he looks kind of Chuck Norrisy but not really mm-hmm. ginger but he's beard. got like yeah the ginger beard and the hair and he's like oh the Ragnar is doing a show tonight right. you should get some info and all that oh that just finally came together. Did you finally figure it out? No, no, yeah, no, no. I no. just like the lines that he said now. Because like he said, like, oh, it's it's getting rave reviews, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, at the time it didn't make sense why he was saying that, yeah. but it's because yeah. he's Jim, mm, yeah. Gene Simmons also. 
Oh, I spoiled it for Spoilers. ten minutes later. Spoilers. Fuck. Yeah. Please. But Spoilers. <laughs> thus begins a point of the end of the movie. Now. A pointless scene, but also one of the most memorable, probably because it's the most hilarious. Yeah. Is they go to the world's weirdest bar named Incinerator. Yeah. Which is kind of a biker bar in that people drive motorcycles around inside the bar. Mm-hmm. Off but there's the bar. loud rock music, but she's wearing like this weird dress electric with a blue big, dress. Yeah, electric blue, like sequin dress with like a Like big she's going v. to a nice club. Yeah. Like a big but V down to her like belly Like she's going button. to an Eddie Murphy concert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but that's the thing is she's walking around like this and everyone else is in like Road Warrior outfits. Yeah. And, and John Stamos is wearing like a Miami Vice outfit and right. he's got like the sleeves, you know, the sleeves of his jacket rolled he's up. Preppy and, boy. And he rides do, up do, in his do, dirt do, bike. Do, 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 do. And so, and he, he follows her there. He's not supposed to be there, but. Right. She's like, you need to go home. He's like, nah. 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 I'm Stamos. I'm Stargrove. I'll do what I Stamos. want. <laughs> so they go inside and order drinks and then begin to watch the show. They watch <laughs> Velvet Ragnar's Velvet stage Von show. Ragnar. Right. Which is just Which is yeah. odd. <laughs> odd I, and I, I don't know how to describe it, to be yeah. honest. All I know Gene is Gene Simmons wore the same outfit that Linda Carter had previously worn for her encore show when she sang I Was Made for Loving You. With Kiss. With Kiss. It's the same yeah. outfit. Gene Simmons Which, is wearing the outfit that she wore. Right. For people Just to like me who idea. know nothing about that, we, we kind of have to describe it, I guess, is he's got giant hair extensions that are like pink Giant pink marabou black hair. Right. He, he he's got like full kabuki makeup yeah, on. Yeah. I can sum this up very easily. It's like they said... They watch Rocky Horror and they're like, do that only more over the top. Yeah. Do that only the kiss version of that. Yeah. Right? And just go with it. Just go with it. And just so fucking he comes out on the crazy. Up. Yeah. Yeah. He comes slut out singing up, this song about how <laughs> Gene, you ignorant slut. Yeah. But he comes out, he's like, what you see is what you get. And yeah, I'm too hot for you. <laughs> yeah. And just like. Yeah, he's punctuating his crotch at customers. And, and he's not even singing like in a rhythm to no. the song. No, he's just singing. He's just like kind of beat, shouting. Yeah. Beat poetry. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly of, what it is. It's like early rap. But <laughs> it's fucking horrifying. It is sort of scary. Because just but looking the, at him is fucking repulsive. But the patrons are like, this is pretty good. We like this. Yeah, and there, there's like a chick on the side of the stage who he like licks his finger and then he sticks it in her mouth uh, and yeah, he sticks it back in his. And yeah. It's just like, what I mean, the it fuck is, are you yeah. doing? It's, it's odd how 80s this movie is, but yet that is so ridiculously over the top and yet the movie doesn't really harp on it. You know, it's like it's happening, but no yeah, one's it like, just acts like characters aren't like vomiting or, you know, <laughs> doing ridiculous things that you would think in an 80s movie people would be doing. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah. But so basically, they confirm it's like okay, there's Ragnar. So they, yeah, and then, she gets, and then Stamos says like, you know, oh, you were, your dad didn't care about me, and he didn't care about you either. And yeah, and you you were just as really you're just, just as whore, whore, and, and she, so slaps, she slaps him, him and leaves, mm-hmm. which uh, which apparently happens right at the end of his song, which then apparently the bar immediately shuts down, powers off the lights, shuts all the doors, uh-huh. and then they exit. And they leave, but then Ragnar Stamos. The mic, like, yeah. yeah, they leave, but then <laughs> Stamos goes back in, right? I guess because his bike that was parked outside is now inside. Yeah, but he goes back in to scope out Ragnar. I don't know what, but that's when we get another really just disturbing, creepy Awkward. scene. Well, of I was just gonna say, Gene as he's leaving to go in, a guy, the weird 
giant hair dude pyramid. comes over pyramid. and start, pyramid starts messing with his bike. Right. Yeah. Pyramid. That just we're just assuming he's cutting the brakes sure. or something. Something. Yeah. But, so yeah, but he goes in and they just do this whole. Oh, you want a picture? Yeah, it's you a want weird. Me to sign a picture for you. It's a weird hero meets villain moment where neither of them are either sure or sure that the other person is who they are, but yet mm-hmm. they both know exactly who they are. Yeah, but not played in a cool way. It's just sort of very awkward and unpleasant. Yeah, and he plants a bug in the room, and yeah. yet the very next scene is him going outside listening to the bug and. Gene well, Simmons going, oh, here it is. Well, also, and then flushing he, it down the He door. tries to catch him. He goes, Stargrove. And he's, oh, yeah. he's just like, is that name supposed to be anything? <laughs> it's like, I think, don't pull, pull back on the name. Just be yeah, like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Star what? Never been there. <laughs> no. Stargrove. Haven't seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going? kind of bummed he didn't sing it. Stargrove. Yeah. <laughs> and Stamos turns on and goes, it's what? a shame. So Stamos heading through the danger zone. Oh, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But Stamos goes out and goes to get on his bike, but then a fat, drunken biker starts fucking with him, just like, "Hey, Yamaha, Yamaha something or other." Mom, you're dead. Buy this for you. I'm gonna ride your bike (laughs) and pushes him in the trash, and the guy goes to start the bike and just blows the hell up. Mm -hmm. That explosion was better than the barn. Yeah, they They blew this bike the hell. They sure did. And Stamos is like, "Well." Glad I didn't well, blow for up once on that. My, for once, my cowardice has saved me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I guess he gets back to the. Well, no. Well, I think he, I think he goes back to. So he like stumbles home to the to the uh, dorm or wherever the fuck he lives. Says to Cliff, who's his Asian roommate, who's making him gadgets for no fucking reason just, whatsoever. Just because he makes like gadgets. he's like, hey, I'm, like, one of the first scenes that you see him, he's like, hey, I made a flamethrower gun thing. Right. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And I made some bugs that are in chewing gum. That's yeah. cool, huh? Yeah, he's the Q. Previously, of the movie. like this kid is just a gymnast. There's no reason for him to be making him gadgets, but he, he does. He goes to gymnast slash mad scientist school. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so so Cliff, he goes. Uh, I'm gonna need to borrow your bike. Uh, it's, you're probably not gonna see it again. Yeah, <laughs> which right. I don't know about most people. You are like, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm good. Mm-hmm, <laughs> keys, mm-hmm. keys, staying here. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he tosses him the keys, and suddenly night becomes day as he's chasing. Vanity and her Corvette down the road. Oh yeah, from the bug that he planted, the chewing gum bug that Cliff gave him mm, earlier. Right. That that was the chewing gum tracker. Tracker, yeah. 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 So he he's chasing her down the road, and he's just about to catch up to her, and then two more road warrior dudes come out of nowhere and start fucking with him with a mace and a battle axe, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just and they're just like tapping him on the back with it, like yeah, hey, hey we hey, can we hey. kill you real yeah. easily, but they're we're just, just hassling you, yeah. hey. Hey, hey. So then it becomes this weird stunt hey. thing where Vanity drives her Corvette under a tr- like a semi truck, yeah. like Pretty under sweet, the trailer. Sweet stunt. Yeah, but for no reason. For kind of for no reason because no. then she just sort of comes out the other side and then backs up, right, or something. Or no, she's shooting at them under the truck. Yeah, right? she pulls yeah. out a, gl- yeah, a gun like out of the glove compartment, like a big shoots one biker. Yeah. Well, the way these guys are hitting him too is just so pathetic. It's like they're not got trying. These plastic they're just axes. like hey, they're just hey. like <laughs> yeah. But she ends up like shooting both of them. Then they stop. And he he gets in the car with her, thus leaving the bike. Leaving leaves the bike, the bike behind. for no reason. Right. What a dick! And then yeah. they get about a mile down the road, and they they threw a spike strip down the road. Right. The, mm-hmm. the road warrior dudes did, and then they capture them and take them away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You know they 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 for, take they take her away, and then for whatever reason they take him back to the house, the farmhouse. Yeah, yeah. And he wakes up on the floor, and yeah. he's like, oh. and he's in a different outfit, right? Yeah. Oh, they. 
probably took him back because they assumed that the, the disc, disc was yeah. there. Right. Yeah, because they, 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 yeah, two, two thugs were there when he wakes up. He thinks he's okay, and they start bone beating yeah, the fucking yeah, shit I think, out I think of this, this was my favorite part of the movie because, I mean, oh, it's God. almost like Evil Dead on John Stamos because they, yeah. like, put his head in the sink and ram it back and forth on the sides of the sink, I don't know, maybe 75 times. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, they are they're beating, smashing plates. Yes, they are on beating him. the living fuck out of John Stamos. It is fantastic. <laughs> yes, well, they've established throughout the whole first half of this movie, he's worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every he's action scene he spends like getting <laughs> knocked on his ass. You're yeah. a big pussy. He has yeah. no redeeming quality whatsoever. He just he's there to get his ass beat. Taking a beat in like a man. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they're throwing him around the room after after doing the uh, I don't know kitchen sink tennis thing with his head i mean yeah (laughs) Yeah, well and they also all of the guys are just like meth heads yeah all of the road warrior dudes are always like high on pcp or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah i mean all the time they are griff's gang and back to the future too i mean they are just like you bojo those ports don't work on water (laughs) yeah they're constantly just screaming the whole time and Stamos doesn't even know how to answer him because they don't give him a chance. No, because they yeah. just keep screaming and but beating they, the crap out of they him. They throw him across the heard? room and he lands into the display case where he knocks over his father's, I guess, medallion. medallion? Yeah. It's the Star well, Grove it's family a picture, medallion. It's a picture that they established earlier, which is apparently the only existing picture of him and his dad, right. which is shattered. And then uh-huh. next to that is the Star Grove family medallion. Yeah. Which he then touches. Which apparently flips the switch in his head to become a oh, badass. Oh, I have to yeah. not be yes. a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Getting my ass kicked is not the right. way to win fights. Yeah. He magically gets the glow. It's just it's just like <laughs> the switch is turned on and suddenly like I can fucking fight. Yeah. And he just starts I kicking these poop. two. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like parkouring all over the house, just beating the hell it's out of Jim these Kata. two. Uh-huh. It basically, but more accurate. <laughs> Something that actually looks like it would hurt. So, you know, he he beats them up and then eventually throws them both out the window head yeah. first. Yeah. Well, he throws, yeah, he throws one out the window, gets the information <laughs> where Vanity is from the other guy, then throws the, him out the window and then just grabs a shotgun and starts just randomly shooting at them as they're running away. Yeah, he's like, my name is Stargrove! Lance Stargrove! <laughs> you know that was the shot they put in strictly to have in the trailer. Sure, yeah. Lance Stargrove. So now he knows where she is and he goes... What happens? Oh, he had dropped the he drops the medallion and it rolls across the floor. Oh yeah, <laughs> and this magical tile lights, lights up. up with a coin mm-hmm. slot. Yeah, you put the medallion in and it opens up a dungeon basement yes, thing, a secret headquarters gearing up room where all of his dad's secret things were. So he goes and gets all that stuff. Yeah, and he just immediately guns. just loads up with guns and stuff because he's now an expert marksman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then his then his buddy Cliff shows up again, yes. wearing the most ridiculously colorful outfit ever. <sighs> I mean, every Cliff. color of the spectrum is represented on his yeah. either shirt or pants. Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? <laughs> it was at least Roy G. Biv on this man's yes, clothes. He looked like a giant uh, Brazil soccer fan. He was wearing <laughs> he did, mostly yeah. yellow and green. Looked yeah. like oh, a Brazilian yeah. soccer fan during Carnival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And even they'd be like, dude, too much. Tone yeah. it down. <laughs> Tone it down. So anyway, but yes, he, he catches him like he thinks this guy's breaking in and it's just Cliff. But so they both gear up. Cliff get, grabs his magical flamethrower shooter. Yes. This flare gun explosion stupid machine. Gun. <laughs> Barely reliable. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they go running off together to go rescue Vanity. Mm-hmm. Which they kind of, like, they do. I mean, she's in the foundry being roasted <laughs> yeah. alive in this. Oh god, oven. yeah. 
they've put her in like this sweat box 5, thing degrees. where they turn it up to at, le- at least 500 degrees according yeah. to the, the, the meter. The dial is like, you know, 1 through 10 and then it's X 100. Right. So so it's at when at the point that she's rescued, it is the dial 500 reads 500 degrees. degrees. She is not sweating. Nope. And the <laughs> moment they open the door, they grab the, the metal the chains shackles to open them up and it, they're not hot. At I'm just all. saying like 200 you're dead. Yeah. Easily. But she, probably before that. But when it gets well up to like, for, she's being guarded by these uh, more hyper than any of the punks in there. But they're just going, "I love it, I love it." And they're roasting her, yeah. and she's in there just going, "It's hot. Where's Stargrove?" <laughs> <laughs> so they let her out, and she's fine. Why? Well, yeah. I jokingly said, <laughs> I jokingly said, "Nah, it's okay. It's Celsius. It doesn't matter." Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because it's worse. Well, it's so weird too the scene because half the time it looks like Stargrove's running out with a shotgun blasting guys, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden his gun magically changes to like a semi-automatic, yeah, machine gun type thing. Yeah, he's hitting no wise to switch guns, and we don't see the other gun. But I will give them credit because if you want to make anyone look like a badass, mm-hmm. you give them a shotgun and just let them fire from the hip. Yep, and yeah. they almost always look good mm-hmm. because when they had him fist fighting. He's kind of he doesn't know how to throw punches, and it was very. He's clear. John Stamos. Yeah, yeah he, he's like one of those like stick your arm out to the side and then swing it around instead yeah. of like following through with an actual goddamn. Yeah, punch. like really wind up and telegraph what you're about to do. Punches. Yeah, but at least with that, they're like just give the man a shotgun and let him blast dudes. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where dudes blasted, you know, like they go flying over rails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, it's it's eighty shotgun blasts. Yeah. Oh yeah, this movie physics and everything mean. Fuck all in this movie because guns randomly become the most powerful thing and then the mm-hmm. most precise thing. Like they're shooting off handcuffs from like an inch away, sure. and it's like pew, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like a guy's twenty yards away, and it's like whoop, boom, yeah. flying across. Well, the yeah, and you had the Chinese dude shooting his 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 flaming paintball gun, whatever it was, that sometimes would fire off a grenade. And other times would just shoot out a flaming ping pong ball. You, you know what it looked like? It looked like it was shooting off the uh, the f- grasshopper fireworks because they were just going. To go they, yeah. they flew off in like weird fucking patterns. Yeah. yeah, but they always hit what they were supposed to hit. Sort it was of, yeah. Sort of strange. But it, it didn't even look like a flare gun because a flare gun still kind of comes out straight. This thing was uh, like arcing all in fucking. Yeah. yeah. But whenever it hit anything, it blew the hell oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When it worked. When right. It worked. When it worked. But often when they needed it to work, it would just trickle out. Right. Of course. You so a- anyway, they rescue Vanity from the foundry, and then they go back and talk to their people, the actual government spy people, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck agency it is. Right. And they say, "Okay, we got a plan. Uh, we're gonna lure in uh, Ragnar by using you two as bait." Yes. So go wait at the farm, and we'll be watching. We'll just watch you. Mm-hmm. And so begins the awkward, like, let's sit around and look at each other. And <laughs> well, yeah, at first and, they and at like the same make time, out. Well, yeah. Well, at the same time, we'll establish that they've got the government group that's watching them. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've actually seen the ginger guy like in full light, because mm-hmm. right. he's been in shadow the whole time, and yeah. it's like ridiculously obvious that it's Gene Simmons right. wearing a beard and a red wig. Yeah. Right. Like, couldn't be more clear. Nope. And he can't even contain himself, because when he's saying things like, we'll get that Ragnar, he's just grinning like an idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I am so screwing you guys over. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, so the two of the, so Vanity and John Stamos are hanging out. <laughs> Look at his IMDb picture. Yeah, oh, that's no. the face he's making the whole time with that ginger just beard on. Just imagine with the ginger beard on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, the, the, so, they have, 
the two of them start making out on the deck, and then Stamos is like, "No, no, I can't." Yeah, they're having this conversation. Really establish why he can't go where my father's probably already been. Right, exactly. It's some sort of weird. I don't think I can do this, and she's. I like, can't take whatever. my dad's dead sloppy seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, "Whatever." <laughs> so then she sets, she sets forth to fuck this guy because mm-hmm. she's yeah. like, she's going to get some stamos. <laughs> yeah, she is like, "You are not resisting me, you <laughs> well, dumb son." Well, of you're a, a super bitch. spy. Like waiting around is torture because yeah. like you're used to just doing crazy shit, and she's right. like. I gotta fuck. <laughs> yeah. So this, she, is, this shit's boring otherwise. She strips down to a bikini and he's mm-hmm. just sort of like doing the, the Lenny and Squiggy biting mm-hmm. biting his fist and then she lays Ugh. down and starts rubbing lotion on him or on herself and Yeah, he, and they do like very slow motion shots of her like rubbing the lotion inside her thighs. Yeah. And so he goes in and gets what what's the first thing? He gets an apple. Well no, the apple was the second no, thing. Oh, he first, ate two no, apples. No, but he, he got something before oh, that. He I, you got like a cold beverage or something and go yeah, that down. Perrier. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's and right, he yeah. finished that and he's sort of playing but with it. But then the like, second time, they, they show his frustration and the whole time it's all like no dialogue. No. It's all like They're just sexy music. She's going staring on. at him like, look at me. And he's like, I'm looking at you, but oh my God, you're yeah, nude. He gets like, he gets, <laughs> he gets the angry chew on the apple. Yeah, he's like, he is angry like, at that apple. Just, I'm going to fight the shit out of this apple. <laughs> right. Eat it. And she's like spraying herself down with a garden hose. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, gets another apple. And it's like, yeah. God damn it. I'm going to well, eat this well, apple. First she lays down uh, on her stomach undoes her bikini top then she just like he comes out another time she flips over yeah. and she's like hello look at these yeah and he's yeah. like no. and, it's, and it's finally humma, humma, when humma. she's hosing yes. herself down <laughs> yeah that he's like fine fuck it you win you win, <laughs> you win. i will give you the sex <laughs> so and then and you can't handle the star grove and then there's that w- crazy editing moment where they're on opposite oh. sides of this deck and <laughs> Instead of him just walking over towards her, they do this rapid fire, half a second <laughs> cutting <laughs> back and forth. And then suddenly they're in the bedroom. The seizure yeah. inducing. Mm. And then he's throwing her on the bed and then Repeatedly. throwing her on the bed again and throwing her on the bed again. Oh and then cue the Busey. Three or four times. Yeah. And then the sexy sax cue starts. The, the Busey saxophone. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so they have sex. Oh, well, well, we forgot to mention the whole time the song that's playing is like you know you want to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, it's you another. Could go there, it's another but literal. You don't want to, <laughs> right? It's another literal. Exactly you. what's going on in the scene. She's teasing you. Yeah, now. <laughs> go it be and nice get an apple. If you were touching that. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, yeah, they bone, and uh, that's over in a couple seconds. And then he's like, "You want to go again?" And that's when she kind of chuckles. Yeah, and then they, they cut back to the camp where they're like, we haven't seen them for a while. Right. And Gene Simmons is still grinning like an idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> go check on them. <laughs> and that's when they fly in the, the stunt people that look like them to replace them, which this, I guess I, this was sure. his, this was Gene Simmons's plot. Really? It was his idea, but I don't know why they didn't just do that in the first place. Well, yeah. here's, here's where it just starts to completely deteriorate from making any kind of sense whatsoever. Yeah. Because they get them, they replace them with the stunt people, helicopter them off. Then he reveals that he's Carruthers slash Ragnar right. in this most bizarre turn around and face the camera directly. <laughs> well, he turns around and faces the camera. The he takes off his giant sunglasses to reveal he's got the, the, the eye makeup yeah. on and mm-hmm. starts laughing like an idiot. And his eyes roll back. Too. Yeah, and he, yeah, he, his eyes roll back and he's just slamming his head against the window and his, you know, he takes his wig off and his beard off. He's just laughing like a madman. Mm-hmm. The clips out there are on YouTube, so. Yeah, and but, it is worth watching. Mm-hmm. 
So, but then they get back to uh, Road Warrior hev- Heaven, and, and oh, they, they see the chopper yeah, they coming. See the chopper coming in, and it's like fucking a party, and they just start going nuts. Like they're all nappy, sleeping around. They're <laughs> like, living in yeah. a shanty town, and all of a sudden they see the helicopter. And they're like Ragnar, fucking Ragnar, <laughs> yeah. the PCP kicks in. Right, <laughs> they just God, they party it go up. crazy, and then. All of a sudden, he's out of the helicopter, like he's in, his in throne. full makeup, sitting up on his throne. <laughs> has them brought out. They do this whole thing where he's like, "I'm never going to tell you where the disc is," and he's like, "Fuck, we don't need you to tell you where the disc is. We know it's in your bike." And they roll the <laughs> motorcycle out and right. take the disc out. And it's like, "What the fuck was all that other planning I for?" Know. If you <laughs> knew it was there, <laughs> yeah. Just but go he's, take the bike. But during all this, he's throwing drugs out, yes. like handfuls of pills, pills and just throwing them the, out into the crowd. Yeah, it just, crazy it just ceases to make sense at this point, because then Pyramid Guy shows back up like, I don't think we've he's seen He's the one him. who rolls the bike back in. Yeah. yeah. He's like, here, boss, here's the bike. Yeah. But, boat to boat. but and then, then Stamos starts decides, taunting him, yeah. Yeah, Stamos decides, well, they're going to kill us, so I may as well go down fighting. I might so as well he, get my ass taunts, beat first. Yeah, he taunts Pyramid into a fight, which he... Somehow wins. Well, he sort of like kicks like, him over and then like falls back into a dude, and that dude drops a gun, and then he picks it up and just starts shooting. And yeah, and yeah, I'm starts just, murdering people in the crowd too. I yeah, mean. I'm just gonna say something about this whole movie that frustrated the shit out of me, mm-hmm. which is weird considering like this is a guy the director has worked on stuff like uh, T.J. Hooker and, and Night Rider and Night Rider and yeah. like had done, ch- but the way the action is edited is so fucking disorienting sometimes because there were, stuff jumps and it's just like, yeah, this guy doesn't understand space or timing or anything because like, like when Stamos had the gun, I was like, I don't even know how you got that gun. Yeah. There like, were, I saw you kick yeah. somebody and then all of a sudden you have right. a gun. It's like, it's that sort of thing where you're like, yeah. wait, how did you get from point a to B to C? Yeah. What? There were at yeah. least two jump cuts in action scenes that I specifically remember mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you like apparently cut out, the mid section that would have explained how that happened. There's a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, I know I first noticed it in the Lazenby stuff in the beginning, but yeah. it continues throughout the damn movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's odd. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so he kills him, uh-huh. just turns around, starts machine gunning the crowd of right. Crazed PCP lunatics. Some of who are running and others don't quite know mm. what to do. Some are so drugged out there. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, bullets, yeah. And meanwhile, they've taken, and we haven't even barely mentioned Robert Englund. We haven't mentioned him at all. Who is. He's in it. And but so his no role, purpose. Yeah, his role is so pointless. He's basically he's, the scientist or whatever that. He's the evil Cliff. Figures out how the system works. He's the evil Cliff. He serves just as much purpose as, like, yeah. I'm the guy who knows stuff and yeah. I'm your friend. Yeah. I'm the nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, he's like wearing like a college like letter sweater. Yeah, a, letter, a letterman sweater. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, what? It's weird. What, yeah. Is this like the 50s? Guys haven't had taken sweaters as a choice in years. <laughs> yeah, there's no explanation to this guy at all. Yeah. yeah, But they run back, they set everything up, and he says, okay, it's keyed to this briefcase and this right. disc, and just you can plug in the code, remote. and it'll activate whatever. Right. So that's when they run out, and Gene Simmons hops in an 18-wheeler, mm-hmm. takes off, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and Stamos just decides I'm gonna go get him mm-hmm. and grabs a bike and, and, and Vanity like, the train spy is like yeah that sounds like a good plan sure go get yeah, him you the, go whole, get him. the whole city and uh, for 10,000 years or whatever is on is on the stake but yeah you go get him kid you, you do that <laughs> go get him Stargrove well he's got his dad's jeans in him he's <laughs> yeah. ready to go he's yeah and he stole his dad's jeans from his dad's <laughs> and they had <laughs> hopefully they were Chuck Norris you know action jeans yeah the whole time driving away, Gene Simmons is like <laughs> humming a little yeah. song to himself. Oh, he's, he's doing the. He's kind of doing. He's, yeah, he's doing dun, the war, dun, the eighteen twelve overture. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
As he's crashing into shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's putting the little, he's plugging he, the disc into the little yeah, briefcase. Yeah, he's typing and, into the And the it computer. says he has to get closer, so. Yeah, basically to remote detonate the thing, you have to get within <laughs> you have to be five the feet day. of where the switch actually is. Mm-hmm. It's the 80s. They yeah. shitty remote. Mm-hmm. So he basically drives, <laughs> this, was, this was my favorite part of the movie. He drives up to the dam, starts walking over to it. <laughs> By the guard tower, there's this thing. There's just this thing of flowers flower. that he reach in and grabs. He just snatches them out. And then goes running full speed across the dam. No, with that, the f- that motherfucker was skipping. Well, yeah, but just like... I, I'd wager to say he was traipsing. Yeah, actually. just yeah. grasping the feathers and with the briefcase in the other hand and just... just yeah. Waving the briefcase I mean, yeah. around. Just, That's a 1980s computer. That shit wouldn't make it. No, I, I think they probably had like 20 takes of him just running across and then Gene said... I want to do one. And they're like, okay, do what you want. (laughs) You get the feeling the whole movie, they were like, Gene, just do what you want. I'm pretty sure. Because he is out of fucking control. I think they gave him a bucket of cocaine and said, do whatever you want, Gene. Just make sure your nose is clean. He is in the Nicolas Cage zone throughout this movie. Uh, I will give him credit. He commits. You know, there is no shame in his performance at all. (laughs) He is like, you know what? I'm going to be the best half male, half female super villain i can be this is my shot <laughs> runaway didn't do it for me this is it this is what's gonna Dude, propel Runaway's me fucking awesome i know but <laughs> it didn't make him a star but yeah so he's skipping across the across the dam with his handful of flowers right. for no reason <laughs> he was tiptoeing with the tulips yeah. yeah and so he sets up the thing and the timer set and and stamos stamos rolls up rolls on the his bike up on the thing and and immediately gets knocked off well yeah well Gene Simmons jams the uh, pipe or something he has in between spokes. the spokes. Yeah. And, and the bike goes f- flying off the dam, crashes at the bottom, doesn't explode. Mm-hmm. Blue balls, no explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an 80s movie fail. Yeah, And so Stamos is, is hanging off the side. He flips back over, and then they sort of battle each other, taunt each other for a while. Yeah. Gene Simmons tells him, well, I'm both a man and a woman, yeah. so I'm better than you. And I'm, he's like, well, you're only half of each. I'm a full man. Yeah. And then and he, a full man's better than the half of man. Then he kicks that bitches in the balls. Yeah, and then they're and struggling. That dude on the tits. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. So oh, my he, God. Oh, my he, God. He kicks the chick in the balls <laughs> and then bites him on the tits. Figure out those Literally. pronouns, everybody. <laughs> Literally, because they show him yank back, and they have, like, a stunt chest. Yes. Yeah. Of some chick with a rack. Yeah. And Stamos totally bit that rack. <laughs> <laughs> All the while, right Gene Simmons is going, ah! Yeah. Just <laughs> joyously overacting. I mean, just yeah. having so much fun. Chewing it up. Yep. And eventually, <laughs> somehow gets Stamos he thrown like, over the he edge. Like full just picks Stamos up That's over right. his head. And meanwhile, Vanity's up in the helicopter the trying chopper. to align her shot. Yelling yep. at the chopper pilot, keep Kicking. it steady. <laughs> she goes on sh- for like five yeah. minutes. It's like, well, she's got a fucking pistol, <sighs> right? With, with, a, with scope a scope that she's trying to shoot right. from this helicopter. Mm-hmm. Get a real fucking sniper rifle, y- y- any rifle. Yeah. You're making yeah, several mistakes. The whole army here. showed up, right? Their private army showed up. Yeah. Not one of them could loan her a gun. No, just like a real gun with <sighs> some distance, not fucking forty-four with a scope on yeah. it from a chopper. Either way, but Stamos, Either way, is, Stamos is hanging off the side. And Gene Simmons is, like, smashing his fingers with the pipe that he still has. Laughing at him. Yeah. And he's about to fall, and Stamos is like, you know, you're really beautiful. (laughs) And Gene Simmons just drops the pipe, and it's like, oh, that's sweet. And starts to hoist him back up. And John Stamos, it's another one of those weird, I'm not exactly sure what happens moments, but he flips up 
and grabs he his neck with his legs shit. and flips Gene Simmons back over the railing. First, he hit him with the. We haven't even talked about his claw. Like he has a his oh, middle finger. Right. Yeah. yeah, they tell his, Gene Simmons to give give him the give finger. him the finger because he actually has like a steel. One of his nails is like steel. Spike, yeah, sure. it's like yeah, an actual a, spike, a spike of some sort. Yeah. And so he he kills a couple people with his nail throughout yeah. the movie. And but Stamos jabs plunges. It into, yeah, it makes him jab himself yeah. in the neck, and and then he throws him over. Yeah. And he doesn't explode he does either. Not explode. <laughs> I just want to. I want to mention things that, I expected it explode. Yeah, I in thought this movie. Yeah, if you made him explode, I would. That give bitch this. takes a few dingers on the way down. Yeah. Though, yeah. Oh yeah, he hits the side a couple times. <laughs> I was just gonna say, as far as like deaths go, they didn't even give him like a cool way to kill somebody because he scissor leg locks the dude's head yeah. and flips him over the edge. Yeah. That is such a chick move. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's cool. It's cool. But it's it a chick worked, move. But yeah. It's, I was it's, saying the way it played out, and the dude's already a gymnast. Eh, yeah, he didn't. Get Ray to Mysterio could cool. get away with it, sure. but maybe not John Stamos. Yeah. John Stamos is a little close already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like we've not established this guy as a super tough guy. Don't give him a scissor leg lock. No, you know, yeah. flip over the damn killing. Like, yeah. Punch him in the gut and then <laughs> lift him over your head and yeah. break him in half over your knee and then but, throw yeah. the pieces off. The, the the timer on this thing is still ticking. <laughs> yes. The, uh, and he can't stop it. Because uh, John Stamos doesn't know how to computer. Yes. And, right. and Cliff, his, uh, his Asian correspondent, is nowhere to be found. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... He's going to shoot it with the fireball gun. And it fizzles out again. Again. So he decides, I'm going to throw the briefcase <laughs> up and then throw the fireball gun at it. Yeah, this I, physics. Fuck you in this movie because which works, it sure. works, and then it explodes totally works. in a ball of fire, and mm-hmm. apparently, and that he saves, saves the, day. the day. Yeah, sure. and some other boring shit happens. Yeah, it's like a, they basically give him a job. Yeah, it's yeah. like we need you now more than ever. Like, <laughs> to take over for your dad. You're a Stargrove. 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 Ah, and then victory music. They, yeah, you're a Stargrove, and we've recently had a job Star- opening. Yeah, <laughs> for, for a Stargrove. Ooh, uh, too soon. <laughs> so they give him and the Asian guy a jeep, and mm-hmm. they drive Sweet around jeep. for a while, and then they turn back around and pick up Vanity, and then they drive off and mm-hmm. freeze Man. frame credits. Freeze frame on like. Nothing, nothing, nothing a <laughs> We didn't, we didn't even talk about the three or four sweet jeeps in this movie, but they're yeah, there. They're there. Yeah, there was some one sweet jeep. There is a sweet jeep. One jeep, one jeep in particular was, was indestructible. Fuck you jeep. to grenades. Yeah. Yes, several grenades were thrown in this jeep, and it's like no. Nah. Jeep was like uh-uh. that. Gr- that jeep punched those grenades in the balls. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that was so, a, oh, and then mo- over the closing oh. credits, the titular theme song. Yes, never, never too young, young to die. Never too young. Oh, never too young. Never too young to die. Never it did sound kind of Aaron. Yeah, it, was, it sounded very like if Aaron Neville and the Bee Gees collaborated and all sang as one voice, <laughs> it would be this song. I also want to mention that uh, Gene Simmons said the title of the movie. He did. Yes, he did. Wow. While John Stamos ah, yeah. is hanging off the dam, he says, right. you're never too young to die. Yeah. Sure. I was like, yes, yes. my favorite thing in it's movies. always good when they say the, the title. <sighs> Name the game. Yep. But yeah. So. All right. All right. So. So. Rady time. Rate it. I can't imagine this movie without Gene Simmons. It's like a Nicolas Cage movie without Nicolas Cage. It just like <laughs> the movie is completely different and foreign from what it is. Yeah. So I'm really having I, a hard time rating this one because uh, I'd actually uh, like to imagine this movie without Gene Simmons. I know that sounds weird, but in in uh, Josh's voicemail, original voicemail, he said he was likening this to Richard Grieco's uh, the fuck was that movie? If called? Looks, looks could, could kill. kill. If Looks could kill. That movie sucks. 
I I disagree. <laughs> I like that movie, and I think what I like about that movie is that it's all just about a smarmy, charmy guy who doesn't really have any real skills, and it's really it's just like I know this sounds weird, but it's like it's funny because I, I I like those time pieces where it's like here's our teen beat cover boy. We made a movie that like that doesn't really mean anything. Like, sure. like Christian Slater had cuffs where it's right. like, wait, you're supposed to be a tough guy. Cop. Yeah. What's going on? Like Just, Bruce Willis, that funny guy with Die Hard. It's yeah. like, yeah, what, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like, there's almost something kind of charming about those movies that shouldn't be made like that. And Star I think vehicles for uh, someone yeah. who's popular for a very brief mm-hmm. amount of time. And I think that would be this if it weren't for Gene Simmons, star which would be kind of interesting and funny, but I don't know. I, I this, think Gene I really would have liked to have seen a completely different lead in this. Someone okay. with testicles, <laughs> a man, a man, Stamos. a man. It's Stamos. It's not a Stamos. Right. He's a, a beach man. boy. Right. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all that being said, yeah. Two jocks. I was between a two and a three, but yeah, I think it's only a two. But it just only because of the sheer amount of fun we had mm-hmm. singing along to the Stargrove theme song. <laughs> and just that scene where Gene Simmons comes out is just it's Insane. like it's like you're watching it like, is this really happening? Yep. Like <laughs> it sure they spent did. a lot of time filming this, mm-hmm. and it exists forever now. Yeah. It's weird. I'll say this: if they somehow dug this movie out and actually made a DVD out of it, not only would I probably watch it again, I'd probably rate it higher. Because honestly, the age and the quality of whatever we watched had a lot to do with, I think, muddying up what we were trying to watch. Because mm-hmm. the sound was kind of messed up. The it was yeah, dark. we were missing too, lines. It was too dark in a lot of places because yeah. the sound was kind of fucked. And I don't you know, maybe that's just how the movie is. But I'd, I'd be willing to give it another chance if we could see like a better copy. HD on Netflix, make it happen. Yep. <laughs> Never know. I would have liked to have seen Grace Jones instead of uh, John Stamos in, wow. in the lead role. I, was about to, I thought you were about to say instead of instead Vanity, of... and I would be like, "No, dude, no, 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 no." no. Yes, Vanity shows off her vanities. vanities. Yes, we Briefly. had one freedom of expression yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, so if you're waiting for that, if you're not Prince, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're not yes. Prince. That narrows it Prince, down. Prince, if you're listening, you've seen it, so you don't yeah. need to watch this right. movie. Uh, I'm going to give it two jocks, and it's a kind of confused two jocks. Like Gene Simmons? Yes. <laughs> it's not entirely sure which jocks it is. Mm-hmm. Nice. Jocks or Jills. Very nice. Not sure. Um, I'm giving it three. Well, I, I sort of liked its cartoony nature. You're a nice nature. little man, Chuck. Thank you very much. Um, I, I just, I never once did this movie in any way pretend it was a real movie. It was just a collection of scenes, and I I love the hell out of it for the Stargrove theme, and then the slow version of the Stargrove theme, the instrumental version, the Never Too Young to Die song at the end, the the song that plays during the whole romance scene that dictates exactly what's going on, Gene Simmons out of his fucking mind. I did not enjoy his song, if you want to call it that. I enjoyed his song. His song made me laugh when he was just like shouting, yeah, people... Made me laugh, but did musically we act- it was horrible. Yeah. Did we actually mention the um, the Stargrove 
kind of light theme, the oh, instrumental yeah. version where it... Yeah, the it, light mode yeah, for... The, yeah. the slow, I mean, it's almost like the slow Team America version. <laughs> and it actually, Fuck like, it, yeah. it's sort of... That was one of the good things about this yes. movie, is that, that particular portion of theme, because it, it just kind of punctuated things that were happening, and it, it felt very yeah. appropriate. The music director or whatever, did you say? Oh, Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. yeah, the music was composed by Lenny Nihas, who is Clint Eastwood's composer for just about every movie that Clint Eastwood makes, directs. So, yeah, so there's that. Yeah. So you're saying Clint Eastwood should remake this. Oh, yes. Call it Stargrove. Oh. Except his could be never too old to... Never too <laughs> old to Never too old to kill. <laughs> kill. Yeah. Get off my lawn. You're never too old to kill. And can kid. we start... I, I don't know if he'd have a plucky Asian sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> can we start reviewing the, the soundtrack to a movie and give it one to five Stargroves? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm fine with that. See, now, when this movie was recommended to us, the guy was like, this movie has followed him and stayed with him. Mm-hmm. This movie is going to stay with me because I'm going to sing that Stargrove song until the day that I die. We also said that your wife remembered it. And yeah. this is a woman who had not seen Jaws. No, no she, she hadn't seen Jaws. But, <laughs> but she remembered Never Too Young When I was on my way over tonight, she was like, what are you all watching? I said, Never Too Young to Die. She was like, Stamos? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> the hell? That's crazy. So. Uh, she's reading your emails. Oh, no. <laughs> must encrypt. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. <laughs> Further. <laughs> yeah. So is it uh, break time, people? Yes. Yes. Welcome back. Hey, hey, yes. It's the second half. Second half. All right. And we're juiced. We're on Woo. PCP. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. okay. What? Who's seen what? Who wants to talk? Uh, I mean, we usually do voicemails and everything, but we're going to break it up a little bit. Sure. We, got, we got a bunch of them that are left over 100, so. They're coming. They're coming, but. Um, I just wanted to briefly uh, make a note about. Uh, Paul Blart Zookeeper that I was forced to watch. Forced in was what this way? some sort of social at, experiment? At gunpoint. Well, was this like Clockwork Orange? Almost. You, have... um, you know when your family's in town and you have to spend time with them. No, I don't like my family that much. I actually will literally say, like, you go ahead and watch this. I'm. I will go do anything else. Yeah. Well, the problem was that they started it right at dinner time. Uh-huh. So oh, we had to so have... They trapped you with food. They trapped me with food, yeah. Mm. So I had to eat dinner, and it's really tough to eat dinner while... What's it? I even forget Kevin his name. James. Kevin James is flopping Comedic around a genius zoo. genius of our time. <laughs> flopping around a zoo in shorts and an ill-fitting safari shirt. Mm-hmm. And I just really want to say that that movie is exactly, or almost exactly as good as you would think it is. So that's pretty fucking shitty. Yeah. 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 It is ham-fisted everything. <laughs> Kevin James's ham fists, ham fist everything, and fuck the fucking talking animals. Okay, I just I hated every little bit of it I saw, which was about twenty minutes. That's what? how long it took me to. That's how long it took me to like get food, eat it, and then go. No, just fuck this. I'm I'm going back into my room and I'll watch my hard drive fail. Oh. So. 
Yeah, I would they, make my hard drive fail. Yeah. It's not something to do. It was, Something's it, happening in it, the other room. I gotta go. It was way better than dealing with Paul Blart, Zoo Cop. Man, so yeah. don't see that movie. Be like, yeah, I gotta. Yeah. I think I gotta go. I hear a mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. Nice, yeah. sweet callbacks. Awesome. So anybody go see Jack and Jill? No, but it made twenty six million this weekend. Immortals made more. Really, thirty two million. Somewhat encouraging, but yeah. But yeah. still. Oh, God. I just, I can't even believe that movie was made. Did anybody read Armand White's review of Jack and Jill? I, 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 I it don't It was even, amazing. I won't even give that guy a, a, a hit. <laughs> it was the most, like, every time I don't think that he can get any more pretentious, he finds a way. Does he love Jack and Jill? Yes. He said He's, it was a, a. Tour de force? And her stew comedy, you know, playing on Jewish stereotypes and. And what? And, so and, every and, other and Adam Sandler movie has It's here's, I forget how he put it, but it was just like amazingly pretentious. It was just like if if I if it wasn't him, I would have thought it was a joke. He he's playing into it at this point because yeah. for the week leading up to it, all the jokes on Twitter were, "I can't wait to see Armand Roy- White's positive review of Jack and Jill," mm-hmm. and then that's exactly what he did because he's so fucking predictable. Yeah, in his trolling, professional troller Armand White says, yeah. "I yeah. love it." Like you, it's like, better than cats. Just go back, listen, <laughs> listen again, to my analysis of Garbage Pail Kids. That's like every review he does. Mm-hmm. Is that so? Okay. Yeah. All right. You know the thing with the whole oppressors rise up and <laughs> strip bare <laughs> their. Oh yes. Yeah. All that strip stuff. Bare the chains of their oppressors. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Everything. Bullshit. Everything eventually becomes about race. Sure. And everything becomes a reference to something that you just don't understand. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So anyway, right. Jack and Jill. Uh-huh. Boo. Look for it. Episode something of the Bamcast. No. No. <laughs> no. What's what's the last episode we're going to do? It's the one after that. Okay. <laughs> the lost episode. Actually, the last episode we were going to do was 100, if I remember correctly. So. Right. Oh, right. Well. Oh, well. Yeah. And so this is be, our comeback. It's yep. going to be 100 Hey, we're back. Hey. Yep. Welcome to our comeback, 101. It's mm-hmm. the lost episode already. Start Dalmatians. So... <laughs> Voicemails, voicemails, etc. Unless Yay. anybody else had any other movies, but you guys are really did. kicking it with the voicemails. I can't top that. Zookeeper, no. so no. I'm not going to try. Uh, it. No. Don't even. <laughs> so <laughs> don't even, don't even, don't even. I just don't I, go there. So now that we set you guys up for all that, let's uh, let's play some voicemails. First one is from Clint, Clint. the imaginary truck driver. Hello, guys. This is Clint from Madison, the imaginary truck driver and arm wrestler. I just want to say congrats on 100 shows. I love your podcast. Been listening for quite a while. I went back to look for the movie that just I love so much, and there's just too many. So I will give you a list of the ones I loved that uh, you guys did. Battlefield Earth, Night of the Demons, Dracula 3000, Deathstalker, and probably one of the best ones, Jim Cotta, was just hilarious. And I just finally got to watch Hell Comes to Frogtown. So, as always, guys, love the podcast. Congratulations for making it to 100 episodes. And I hope you do at least 100 more. Clint out. We All hope right. so, too. Clint. All right. Yeah. Our I buddy Clint. Good picks, aside more. from Battlefield he Earth. Picked Battle- yeah. Looks yeah. like uh, it's the Ron White pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one we said nobody would pick, but there like, it goes. I don't even like that episode. Yeah. Like that movie's just so aggressively like just nasty. 
<laughs> it is. It's just nasty. It's, it's offensive, nasty. not in the like racial slurs way, but just in the. Uh, it's just. Uh, like, it's just like smelling this chronic energy beverage that I purchased. <laughs> <laughs> just offensive. Yeah, nasty. It's just nasty. But no, good. And another Jim Cotta pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're broken. Yeah, it's we gotta are. be it. We must be. But thanks, Clint. And thanks for Clint's hitting all the cues. Clint has to have been our most loyal voicemailer yes. out of anybody. It's because we've written an entire epic. Well, we uh, did write a life story for him yeah. that <laughs> may or may not exist. Oh, it's true. Yeah, that's true. All right. In our hearts. So who we got up next? Uh, next one is Josh. Hey, guys. This is Josh in Corpus Christi, Texas again. Colin, uh, for your 100th episode, hope I am not too late to let you know. Uh, one of my favorites that you guys have covered. Kind of tough to boil down. Anything Stuart Gordon did. Love Night of the Dance and Invasion USA as well. Anyway, I'm sure you got plenty more calls to go through, so I'll just leave it at that. Thanks a lot, guys. Another pick for Night of the Demons. Yeah. All right. All right, that was Josh. Thanks yeah. to yeah. Josh again for yeah. uh, the... Uh, so we have another <laughs> episode. <laughs> we have another episode that's now his favorite movie. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> this episode is now your favorite. <laughs> this episode is now following you for the rest of your life. Yes. Well, yeah. Star- he, Star- Star- we gave him uh, we gave him Stuart Gordon last episode. Now uh-huh. we gave him yeah. Stamos Stargrove Star- this episode. Mm-hmm. Really ramping it up for Josh. Yeah. We do this for you, Josh. Uh, did he throw any in This there? one's for you, buddy. And did anyone actually pick Action USA before him? He said Invasion yeah, oh, yeah. USA. Invasion USA, USA, yeah. USA. I think he was the first one to Invasion, Invasion the first USA. One. Yes, that's what I meant. Amazingly I enough. I forgot we had two no, movies No, wait, somebody else, somebody else did because yeah, they Invasion. described the cerebral... Oh, horror. yes, the coke horror straw yeah. Yeah. defenestration. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. We mentioned that we had defenestrations in this movie. Good. Yeah, yeah, double. Yeah. It could have been a better double. Threw them out the same window. I will admit my favorite line from that Invasion USA episode is you going, Chuck just jibs that motherfucker. We don't get to say that often enough. Somebody gets you could say it in video games plenty, but not too many movies. No. So, all right. Next one is Yens. Yens. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Yens here again. You asked for a favorite Bandcast movie, and I have a clear winner for me. That is Xanadu. Man, that that Bandcast episode. Hearing you giggle with such impish delight, reflecting on that movie. Uh, just <laughs> made my day, and uh, um, not you know, <laughs> not the least because man, I love that movie. I I, I I'm not ashamed to say it. I and unironically, you know, I freaking love Xanadu. What a ridiculous, wonderful piece of garbage that is. Um, anyway, quick call in, just uh, you know, trying to get in at the last minute. Hey, cheers, guys. Cheers, Jens. <laughs> You didn't get in at the last minute, sorry. You got in at the first minute of the next one. Yes. The next minute. You were early for the next right. episode. Technically, these are the last minutes, I guess. But yeah. yeah, sure. Whatever. I think there are some who would argue with you about the whole Xanadu being a piece of garbage, but a wonderful piece of garbage. I don't know. Because you guys it do is... not feel it is garbage. You feel it's amazing. Amazing garbage? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not a... It's not what I would describe as a good movie, but it is a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah, it is a go. wonderful thing it's to behold. It's just right. an amazing right thing that happened. Yes, here's this is going to sound really fucking strange, but for it to come out when it did, I feel like it's a real throwback movie. Like quality wise, this is going to sound really fucked up, but there are actually moments of that movie that remind me of like Citizen Kane. Just and I, Whoa. Like, no, no, no. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Wow. I'm, I'm going to qualify this. Give you heard it right here. The I, Citizen yeah. Kane <laughs> no, of Rolling I'm not qualifying <laughs> of drug-addled. 
freaking mind Hold rips. On. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to finish the spot here. Okay. If you made Citizen Kane today, it would look cheesy <laughs> and stupid. In 3D. No. <laughs> I, okay. if, you, if you made it today, it would look cheesy would and stupid. It would show the sled in the trailer. Yeah. It, it looks all like it's all on sets for the most part. There's a couple shots that aren't. Mm-hmm. But it's all very much on sets, very much... It, it, Maybe Citizen Kane is like the extreme one to pick, but it feels like a lot of movies from that time. And that's why it feels like it's like this time capsule movie because it's made in the late seventies, very, you know, very beginning of the eighties. And it feels like a 1930s or forties movie. It feels very set, you know, except for the parts that are outside on the, on the beach, everything else is like a giant set. It's weird. It doesn't quite feel real. And and it's just, it has that like weird time capsule feel. Somehow you managed to salvage that. I'm from, impressed. Yeah, like, I'm really job. impressed you did that. You brought it around to something cohesive. Yeah, well, okay. and good I, job. I, I actually, yeah, I was worried I about you it, there for a second. <laughs> okay, mostly. Xanadu. Let's go do Citizen Kane. Yeah. The, Citizen the, 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 the reason I use Citizen <laughs> Kane is I could have said any movie from that time period. Well, but there's extreme camera angles. There's extreme motion stuff that's better than a movie like that should have. Like there's some actual crazy tracking and movements and things that. Just remind and the guy me. who made the Avid hmm? made the effects for it. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. What now? The guy who made the Avid made the effects for that. Film. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there so, you go. Anyway, he was future. He gave thinking. us so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all That's right. All. So I'm with you. Right. All right. Our next one is everybody's favorite, the mysterious stranger, Mystery Jack Strange. God, uh, I promise this time there's no Pia Zadora. Yay! Aww. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Houston Tenniel. I wanted to tell you my favorite film is Blind Fury. It's one of my favorite films of all time. I used to see it on the, uh, on, the on the TV a lot. I used to miss the second half. I finally got it on video and it was fantastic. And that kid, even though you score him low, is it, pretty funny in that scene where he's giving the, the, the uh, Howard the middle finger and laughing at him in his face. I thought that was a blast. Anyway, I, I was going to tell you Blind Fury is awesome. And you guys need to watch Ernest Goes to Jail because it doesn't have any kids in it. And I know you hate kids. And uh, it's a lot of scary inmates and other stuff. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Ernest, like, how do we go from like needing no kids to going to Ernest Goes to Jail? Because it doesn't there, have any kids well, in it. No kids in it. There are plenty of other movies that do not have kids in them. I'd say roughly eighty to ninety percent of movies don't have kids. In them. Yeah. Watch but Ernest Goes. The one to that jail. came to mind immediately was Ernest Goes to Jail. Watch Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, there are no children in Saving Private Ryan. I think hey, there are children in Saving Private there are. Ryan. Oh yeah. shit! There's little French kids. There's no kids in Never Too Young to Die. Never nope. too young because. Well, Count Stamos because they were too young to die. No, they were never too young to die, so they went ahead and killed them. Oh, I oh. wish children. That, I wish that kid in Blind movie. Fury had been never too young to die. Uh, that kid made fun of a blind man. I, I know yeah. that's kid, wrong. The kid was that's an asshole. Little children. Jack Strange suck. endorsing that behavior. That's wrong. He's he's backwards. Blind people. He's, blind he's, people have it bad enough. They don't need us invisibly flicking them off. Invisibly? Invisibly. Yes. <laughs> if they In can't see it, it may mode. as well be invisible. <laughs> All right. That kid was a dick. Since you put it that yeah. way. Yeah. That, that kid, kid was, was a, dick. a dick. You know, that kid was a lot like the kid at the beginning of Citizen Kane. He. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Made fun of blind people. Much like. I remember that part of Citizen Kane. Mm hmm. Where he's running behind him, giving him the bird. <laughs> That's right. The finger scene. Give him the Dennis as Orson Hopper. would call it. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna obsess about Touch of Evil. I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk about the okay. Oh, shot yeah, just give it to Touch of Evil. That's fine. So that was a very meta joke. <laughs> I know. All right. So we got tweets. Do we we're out of voicemails now. 
Uh, no, we got one more. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. Uh, see, you're joining up voicemails too God. quickly. Voicemails. Man, let's do another one. Yeah, and see I the love ne- people calling. And the next one is a new voicemails person. Voicemails are like the a cocaine new person. of podcasting. A new person. Aww. This is Drew in Joyzy. Joyzy Drew. Hey, guys. It's Drew uh, from New Jersey. First time caller. Uh, I just want to say, once again, congrats on the 100 episode. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Just got done listening to it. I have a recommendation. A little bit late, but it's a horror movie. It's called Skinned Deep. I don't know if you ever heard about it. Basically, quick little synopsis. This girl and her family goes on this trip, and they end up all getting murdered besides the girl in the first, like, ten minutes uh, by this weirdo family. <laughs> and the one guy has a bear trap for a mouse. Warwick Davis is a plate-throwing midget, and it's just sort of craziness. Uh, there's a guy that has dynamite as a penis. You just can't go wrong. I would suggest it, but keep it up. Okay. Well, it's, we just had to double check that. Yeah. Bear trap Di- mouth. Bear trap mouth. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Uh-huh. Dynamite dick. Sure. Dynamite dick. I, I I have not heard of this. I'm stumped on this one. I've never heard of it. Did you say skin? Oh, wow. You can see the bear trap mouth guy on the IMDb poster. Awesome. Skin Deep, I thought was that John Ritter movie. <laughs> yeah, the Blake Edwards John Ritter <laughs> the movie. Glow in the Dark Condom movie. Well, this is That's skinned right. deep. Mm. Oh. Like skin... Past tense. Is it S-K-I-N apostrophe D? No. no. Oh, it's not from that skinned era. Skinned. Damn. Deep. Right. Yeah, that's... What year is it? Uh, 2004. Well, it but no, we haven't seen it. Intriguing. I was about to say we need to have T-Stroll screen that for us, but that wouldn't do us a damn bit of good. Because he would like it no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. No, yep. no, yeah. no. Like he keeps trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Holy we shit. Are, did, what did T-Stroll get in? <laughs> we are so <laughs> accepting of his opinion. That was anything. goddamn uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, he's but, the one who like, keeps trying to make us fucking watch the human centipede. I will like, say Forey Ackerman no. is the first person credited. Who? Who? Forey Ackerman. Who's that? Forey Ackerman. He's like an old B-movie type guy. Okay. Oh, you mean Forrest? Forrest Ackerman? Yeah. Okay. Forey. I call him Forey. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't basis. do that. Do you know how to read words? <laughs> is it Malin Ackerman? Is it, she can take, take her top things? off? Yeah. We're going to have to look into that movie because all of those things sound intriguing. Mm-hmm. They all are. We'll put it on the mega list. God, the mega list. The, me- the list just I think we're going up to episode 1,000. See, yeah, that, that, that's the thing is like every episode we get like three suggestions. Yeah. Which so, is fine. I, I yeah. would rather have a bunch of stuff to watch than nothing at all and be scrap, scrambling at the last minute. Yeah. But Oh, true. we have lots to watch. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. That we, doesn't mean don't suggest things, but yeah. we, we're, we we got a lot to choose from. Honestly, like we're, I, I think we're going to go into our T-Rex triple feature next, starting yeah. next episode. Tri- and then, T-Rex triple play. And then really, we got, we got, a, Bu- we got a Busey movie we want, we want to do. Yes. We, got, we got more... Um, uh, we got Max Magician and the Legend of the Rings. There's yes. that, but I was going to say there's. Um, we still will, like probably need to get like Picasso Trigger and the other. Yes, uh, like hard to take it to Hawaii sequels and yes. stuff. Yes, and joysticks. Mm-hmm. And joysticks. <laughs> apparently, and joysticks. So, uh, moving on. Tweet, tweet, tweet from Kelly. Hey Kelly. Said a bit hey, late Kelly. for your hundredth, but my two favorite movies were Night of the Comet and Reanimator. Also, I would like to recommend The Giver. Oh, the Giver. The Giver. Ah, I, I can only assume she means the live action version. Yeah. Yeah. Believe so. Directed hmm. by Screaming Mad George mm-hmm. and Steve Wang. Wang. I like anybody that has their director credit as Screaming Mad George. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with a uh, regular Savage, Mad Savage, George. Savage, uh, Savage Steve, Steve Holland. Holland. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah um, Maybe they have a feud. They could. <laughs> it could be. Who is more angry? <laughs> 
Yeah, Reanimator is one of those movies that came real close to like we probably shouldn't do it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Reanimator is like legitimately a good horror movie. People kind of yeah. love that movie. Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah, and I got a comment, man. Just weird. <sighs> we don't have the rose-colored glasses for that one. I yeah. think is the deal. Yeah, never saw it in the '80s, and now it's just like okay. I think it's one of those that has a bigger rep because it became rare for a long time. Mm. And now it's kind of shown back up again because I think it popped up on Netflix Instant. And yeah. That seems to be when all these movies get their renaissance. And suddenly everybody's like, hey, check it out. Mm-hmm. So fucking, anyway. fucking Chakotay. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that a Star it's, Trek thing? It's a nerd reference for this side of the table. Yep. All right. He's the guy oh, with, the Giver. I've actually seen the Giver. Guy Anybody the stuff else? On his face. I, have I, have not, not, I have not seen I have the not Giver. Seen no. What is the Giver? Mark Hamill, it, right? It's got Mark Hamill in it. It's not Ooh. MacGyver, right? Huh? <laughs> no, no, it's not MacGyver. It's the guy. It's a it's a live it's ad, live adaptation of a anime. It's yeah. like a um, oh boy. So imagine how good that is. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like dude becomes robot kind of guy. So um, I want to say Nobbs has mentioned this to me before. Yeah, it's the but he mentions like 50 movies. Yeah, to me but every the, time I talk the live action so. version is kind of, as I recall, is like kind of over the top, like, you know, gory and shit. Like they were like, well, let's fucking do this anime shit. Like, let's go full all on out, rip dudes part and shit. It was a very popular rental. Yeah, man, that thing went out all the it time. It had a cool cover. Yeah, and, it did. Yeah. Like made you go like, and then you're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a beautiful. And Mark Hamill. Get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it years ago. So. Because oh, somebody, else, somebody I think, also suggested movie. that we watch the live-action version of, like, Fist of the North Star, which... Ooh. <laughs> that's bad. Ooh. Yeah. And that's sad because the actual anime is one of the few, like, really fucking awesome animes out there. Isn't Chris Penn in that? The I, the live-action one? It's it's uh, awful what I saw of it. Oh. Sweet. Yeah. And right. do we have any emails? Yes, we have two emails, in Ooh. fact. Go. All right. First one is from Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Nate. Adoring Utah Fans is the name of the title. Hmm. It says, hello, Banffcast. About a month ago, I write in to thank you for your ever-enlightening service, as well as tell you about my poor wife and how I was going to force her to watch a slew of your recommendations against her will. Good. Good. (laughs) We started out with the almighty robot jocks and cheered until we were hoarse. Great. (laughs) Since then, we've watched far too few jocks-rated flicks, but we'll dig in soon enough. We celebrated our anniversary this week, and the present she bought for me just came in the mail. I now know that not only is she my perfect woman, she is the perfect woman. Attached is a picture of the magnificent gift. My only regret is that any gift I give her in the future will feel paltry in comparison. Ooh, so what did he get? Yeah, what is it? It is a picture of both robot jocks and the Robot Wars Crash and Burn double disc. Nice. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. That is a good gift. You're a lucky man. That is... She is a keeper. Yeah, that is a gift for every anniversary. You two can live. You can both both live. live. So he said... Together. (laughs) Forever. Together. Forever. Guys. We'll be together. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) No, it's it's actually honestly sweet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yep. That is Um, pretty awesome. Yeah, but he wraps up. He says, I don't want to give you guys a big head, but... Too late. You have cemented our relationship for the ages. Keep up the fantastic work, guys. You now have two loyal fans in our household. Crash and burn, Nathan from Utah. Opening up my resume, putting Uh on matchmaker, (laughs) matchmaker, 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 (laughs) make me a matchmaker. Sweet. All right, we are the Yentas of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We've just gone into all kinds of musical territory. We should uh, go to. <laughs> real, right. real quick before this next one, if I can go back to Fist of the North Star for no. a second, uh-huh. you can. 1995 movie. Yep, starring Malcolm McDowell 
Costas Mandalore, Downtown Julie Brown, Melvin Van Peebles, Clint Howard, and Chris Penn. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. This is a thing that exists? Yes. It sure is. The other thing I think is I think that that was either straight to DVD or like it debuted on like Showtime or somewhere. Like, I don't think it was never in a theater to be sure. But I think like, I want to say it was like one of those like, and now the epic premiere of Fist of the North Star. That boy, you did that good. <laughs> that's, that's probably accurate. Uh, yeah. Just imagine Great. the HBO music behind that. <laughs> Before we move on, Nate, the only thing that you could do for us to make that better is to go make some more fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Populate wow. your house with more Bamcast fans. Huh. So you're saying he should take a visit to the Stargrove? Stargrove! <laughs> you know, just... Making babies one by turn one. On your, <laughs> turn on the Busey. Yeah. yeah. Little Busey sax. Sax Busey. All right. So this <laughs> is... <a> not Mayor <laughs> Wow, it is late, oh, isn't off, it? The, off the rails. Yep. Good time. All right, last email we've got. Yep. This is from uh, Hugo from London, who Hugo. wrote in last episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You may remember his plight. He couldn't get his friends to watch bad movies. And we gave him. him. Did he? Did we he gave him lots of advice. I will. You will find out. Friends. You will find out. In <sighs> email. Just Tell us. Go. Stories. Said, oh, I'm so excited. The <laughs> the title of the email is "That's What You Said, Right?" <laughs> hey, Bamfcast. Thanks for reading out my email on episode 100. You're welcome. Just thought I'd let you know that I took the advice you gave me. I've killed all my friends. <laughs> And booked myself tickets to see the Monster Squad at the local Grindhouse this Friday in search of some new ones. Wish me luck. Quick question. Do you know where I can sell the endorphins I harvested from my friend's heroin added skulls? Yes. Hugo. Yes, we do. Uh, New favorite email, Hugo. New favorite email. uh, Good job, Hugo. Uh, I think the market is a little soft right now for... um, Mm. Endorphin oh, no. adult. I, I got a guy. Just um, Hugo email uh, email attention bj at uh, bmfcast.com. <laughs> you know, email email brain spike. <laughs> brain spike <laughs> at bmfcast. Yes. Brain spike. Brain spike. But yeah, Monster Squad. Not necessarily <laughs> like Bamfcast Avenue. Not a super bad, but that's a good place to start. It's a fun B movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wolfman's got nerds. Mm-hmm. And Wolfman, by the way, is Uncle Rico. So look for that. Sweet. <laughs> it's just one of those funny things. Like you're like, holy shit, that's Uncle Rico like, in the '80s. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think you will have fun. And yeah, I mean, people go into a local grindhouse to watch Monster Squad. You will You'll meet find cool like people. Yeah. That's good times. And maybe they will be able to help you dispose of your friends, your old friends, locally. Yeah, they you might, might be able to sell people. the endorphins to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it might tell be a all need. Them, I come in peace. <laughs> so, you guys got anything else? And you're leaving pieces. <laughs> of course there it is you guys uh, got anything there's uh, the time to uh, it's probably time to adjourn fuck you Kevin James yeah, yeah that's yep. all good night yeah so we'll uh, we'll get going with the triple Rex next week sure mm-hmm. so all right. BJ contact info check us out at bmfcast.com send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com also find us on the twitter at bmfcast or twitter.com slash bmfcast find us on the facebooky at facebook.com slash bmfcast uh, you can like us there, and that makes you cooler than everyone else. It does. Very much. Also, you can check us out through uh, through iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast or BMF Cast, and subscribe to us, rate and review. We like five stars and good reviews, but really, we just like anything, period. We'll take anything. 
Uh, also, check us out on Stitcher. It's an app for your relevant mobile devices where you can stream our podcasts. Um, I love that relevant. <laughs> I know. It's because I kept asking about Palm Pilots and shit. Uh, <laughs> love it. So you can uh, stream it to your relevant mobile devices and uh, listen to us on the go without hassle or something. Um, <laughs> without hassle. That sounded like a tagline. Yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Stitcher or something. Uh, you can also do the most important thing that you, you or anyone can ever do, and that is leave a voicemail with our pal Garfield on the BMF cast hotline. The Garfield phone. Give us a call at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. And like your compatriots tonight, you will learn to win friends and influence people. Call it. It's your duty. You do said duty. Duty. I right. also like to point out that all of our compatriots managed to keep their messages under a minute. So good job. <laughs> yes. Well done. Excellent job, awesome, everybody. Guys. All right. Let's get out of here. Right. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out. Mm-hmm.